Jesus was real tonight. I hope you do now. Jesus is real. And I know the Lord is real. You're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. This is Sunday morning live on a Tuesday. This is Pastor Carl Henderson and we are inside the pages. There's no better place to be than the word of God. Let me say that again. There is no better place to be than the word of God. Now, those of you that are members of churches that are that are forsaking your duties you know let me tell you something right now uh, forsaking your responsibilities your your love of god uh, you may say that you're not but listen here god said if you love me you'll do what keep my commandments and so let, let me tell you COVID 19 is not going to stop the coming of the lord matter of fact it lines up with his word and it's ushering us in uh, as others, so many other pandemics and different things that have come along uh, over the years that you may not be aware of. And because you're not aware of it doesn't mean that it's not happening. And so I'm just here to tell you I'm a trumpet. I'm sounding out. I'm lifting my voice up uh, as the Bible tell us to do and to let the people know uh, that the Lord is present. The Lord is at hand. I want you to know that uh, God's word is fulfilling uh, while you sleep. His word is fulfilling while you woke. His word is fulfilling while you're, you're not thinking about it. God's word is on the move. Yeah, the Bible tells us that his word will go out and is going to perform exactly what he tells it to do. Uh, that means it knows the date, the place, the time. It knows everything that needs to occur, when it's going to occur. And you don't need to know it. You just need to be watchful. That's one of the keys. You need to be watchful. Uh, and so uh, this is uh, Bible class tonight. And just thank God for those that are tuning in, those that will tune in later uh, to the word of God. I'm excited about Jesus and I hope you are, too. I hope you're excited. You know, I was looking, I was reading the Bible and I thought about one of my favorite scriptures that had, that I'm still yet trying to understand. I don't understand everything, but I know enough to save your soul. I have enough in me. God has invested and I'm returning the dividends. And so, uh, you know, the Bible tells us over in Revelation that John had a vision. And one of the things that he saw in the vision and in his encounterment, his his how do I want to say this? His involvement, because he was involved with the vision. He wasn't just having a dream laying there looking at something. John was having a complete conversation with what he was seeing and getting a response. And so uh, I, I say that so that you will know that when you have a dream and when you have a vision, uh, you can interact with it. There it is. That's the word. You can interact. And you'll find out if it's of God. And if it's not of God, you rebuke it and get away. John said, I saw these things and I heard them. And when I had uh, heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, see thou doest it not, for I am thy fellow servant and thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the saying of the word, the saying of the book, worship God, worship God. 
And so John, in his vision, what he was seeing and what he saw, he fell down. He thought it was another angelic being. So that, that lets us know that the, the, the magnificence, the illumination of this individual was so great. John thought it was one of uh, the messengers that was in the presence of God. Uh, and, and so uh, he was a messenger and he had been in the presence of God. And John thought it was an angelic being. And so uh, he uh, and angels do not accept worship either. Uh, angels are not worship, only God himself. And therefore, uh, they worship Jesus Christ. And, um, and so the Bible tell us, uh, then said he unto me, see as thou don't do this. Don't stop right there. Uh, ministers, pastors, uh, uh, we should not be receiving worship. And anything that someone gives unto us in gratitude should be passed uh, immediately unto the Lord. For the Bible said, I will not give my glory unto another. Uh, no one should take uh, be a recipient to take the glory of God uh, away from him. And so seeing thou uh, don't do this, for I am thy fellow servant. And that's what caught my attention that this, uh, this individual said, I'm, I'm one of your brethren. I'm one of the prophets. I'm one of the ones like you that are keeping the saying of God. I'm keeping the word of God. Are you keeping the word of God tonight? If you aren't, uh, this is a good time to start. If you haven't been, uh, this is a good place to start right now. Maybe you didn't keep it throughout the day, but start right now at this moment. Make up in your mind because uh, because the, uh, the obedience is something that you control. God does not make you be obedient. God will show you the repercussions of the consequences of your behavior, you know, what you do. But God does not make you. It is our will. It is our choice and what we do. And that's how we're made in the image of God. You know, Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. And so you don't want to miss out on any of those services uh, any of the messages that are going to go forth because they are of the word of God. We're not teaching opinion. We're not exhorting or, uh, or, or, or preaching anything that's outside of the word of God. And I tell the people that if it's not backed up by the word of God, you run. You know, if someone comes with a message saying that uh, it's a rhema word, run. If it's not backed up by the scripture, you better double step you know, in the opposite direction. Uh, Paul said that if an angel come from heaven preaching any other gospel, let it be a curse. And we're not dealing with cursed things. Uh, I want to be saved. I plan on being saved. I'm doing all that I can pouring myself out to be saved. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And that is done in Jesus name. And so with that being said, let's turn our attention over to the book of Ezekiel. It's Tuesday night, and so we're in the book of Ezekiel, the 25th chapter, beginning at verse 8. It says, Thus saith the Lord God, because that Moab and Seir do say, Behold, the house of Judah is like unto the heathen. Therefore, behold, I will open the side of Moab from the cities and from the cities which are on his frontier, the glory of the country of Beth Shumath and Belmont and Korethim unto the men of the east of the Amorites and will give them in possession 
that the Amorites may not be remembered among the nations. Now, Moab and the Amorites are the children of Lot. They are the sons of Lot. And so I will execute judgment upon Moab and they shall know that I am the Lord. Now, throughout the book of Ezekiel, the God, God has emphasized his sovereignty. God has emphasized that he is the Lord. And, and I need to emphasize that again tonight, that the Lord, that uh, he, God, mm -hmm. hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. He is sovereign. He's sovereign. And so many are, are treating God that he, as if he is not sovereign. They're treating him like he's a genie in a bottle. Give me this, give me that. Um, I'm going to do it my way until I get deep enough in trouble. And then I'm going to pray and that you might bring me out. Uh, but let me tell you, that's not God's plan. Uh, Thus saith the Lord God, because, the, because that Edom have dealt against the house of Judah, uh, God's uh, place of worship, God's place of praise, uh, because he has uh, dwelt against, dealt against the house of Judah, by taking vengeance and have greatly offended and revenged himself upon them. Thus said the Lord God, I will, I will also stretch out my hand upon Edom and will cut off man and beast from it. And I will make it desolate from Teman and they, uh, 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 then Dan shall fall by the sword and I will lay my vengeance upon, upon Edom by the hand of my people Israel. Hmm. And they shall do and eat them according to my anger and according to my fury, and they shall know my vengeance, saith the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God, because the Philistines have dealt uh, by revenge and have vengeance upon, uh, vengeance with a despiteful, a despiteful heart to destroy it from old, a hatred, you know, Philistines have always had an issue with Israel. And you've read and heard about stories of the battles that they have fought and how Israel overcame them and how and how the situations were dealt with between the Philistines and Israel. And so there was spite in their heart. And God said, I'm, I'm going to deal with them. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, behold, I will stretch out my hand upon the Philistines and I will cut off the Sherathim's uh, destroy the remnant of the seacoast and I will execute great vengeance upon them with fury, uh, with furious rebukes and they shall know that I am the Lord when I shall lay my vengeance upon them. Now you need to understand again, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Edomites, the Philistines, um, uh, they were enemies of Israel. They despised Israel. They had problems with Israel uh, uh, because Israel was God's people and they were prevailing until they disobeyed God. Now, we will and we can prevail. We can live the life that God has called us to live without sin. We can do it as long as we exclude sin from our lives. Now, Joshua was in a situation where they were being very victorious. They went out to battle and they began to lose. And Joshua was really scratching his head and trying to understand why are we losing? Why are we in this situation? How come we're not being victorious as we could be? 
and it came to his attention that there was sin in the camp. I wonder how many homes tonight uh, was being victorious, was being blessed, and all of a sudden, and I'm not talking about because of the nation situation, I'm talking about because of the spiritual situation that uh, someone decided they were going to sin against God and it has caused a curse to come upon the house. It has caused something to enter into your house. You know, one of the ways of finding out uh, the status of everybody in your home is to have prayer, is to have family devotion. God will reveal things to you. God will give you as the minister of your house, the, the head of your house, insight to what's going on. He'll let you know exactly. I know this for myself. God will let you know what's happening uh, in your house. Listen, wise. God will let you know if your husband is having a problem on the job and needs your intervention. Maybe he didn't tell you because of pride. Maybe he didn't tell you because he didn't want to add any stress in your life. Uh, you know, he wanted to try to save you from dealing with this. But if you're praying and you guys are, uh, are, are as one, God will reveal it to you. And he'll also show you exactly what to do about the situation to help your man out. And the same with your, your wife, husbands, if you're seeking God, to, uh, you know, and you guys are have God will reveal to you what's going on and how to give you wisdom. We should always pray for wisdom. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And it let you know what's going on with your children. Maybe your children are at school or not at school. Uh, maybe they, they got caught up in the wrong, with the wrong group of people and being led astray. And so uh, by you uh, intervening, uh, seeking God uh, as, a, as a family, you don't know what it will reveal, but whatever God showed you is going is being shown to you to help you out. And so Joshua found out that uh, Achan had stolen something and hid it in uh, under the tent, buried it, and God revealed it. And so once they identified it and dealt with that according to what God had instructed them to do, uh, they became victorious again. And so we have to deal with situations and things according to how God instructs us in order for us to be victorious. And so it wasn't until God made a point with Israel. Remember, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Edomites, the Philistines, uh, you know, these people were against Israel during this time of captivity, but it wasn't until God made a point with Israel. God wants you to get his point across to his, to his people before he deals with our enemy. Let me say that again. God wants to deal with us. We're trying to deal with our enemy when God's trying to deal with us. Now, in the book of Acts, uh, the first chapter, is the, the disciples said, Lord, you know, he had dealt, he had dealt with death. He went to the grave and preached to those that were sometime disobedient. They got up, they heard the message, they got up out the grave and they followed him. They went on to glory, those that believed. And they and the Lord spent 40 days with them after the resurrection, uh, instructing them and uh, confirming with them that this is real. And so um, and so the Bible said that that the Lord told them to go back to Jerusalem and wait there until they have received the promise until they receive the promise and be a witness. But they asked the Lord a question, are you going to deal with our enemy? Are you going to deal with the Roman oppression? Are you going to deal with the situation? Are you going to establish your kingdom? He didn't even, uh, uh, didn't even make an uh, attempt to address that situation. He said, go back to Jerusalem. Go 
follow the instructions that I've given you. God wants to deal with us before dealing with our enemy. The enemy is not the concern. We are. What's going on within us is what need to be dealt with. Not the You'll often hear me say that it's not the water. It's not what's happening on the outside of the boat. The ship is made to sail in the water. And it's not uh, the water is not a threat until the water gets inside. God wants to deal with what's going on with us and not deal with what's happening outside. Too many of us are concerned about, well, what about them? What about that person? What about this person? Listen, first of all, that's not your concern. Your concern is to save yourself from this untorn generation. Your concern is to be part of the remnant that God had sealed during this time of, of captivity. Now, uh, the Lord sent his secretary and told the secretary to go down to Jerusalem, go down to, the, excuse me, go down to Israel uh, where they're in captivity and mark those that, the remnant, those that are crying out against unrighteousness, uh, mark them. Uh, and don't touch them uh, when you go down to punish, when you go down to chastise those that are not crying out against, those that have other agendas, those that are trying to be sneaky, those that are dealing with, have shenanigans going on, uh, you're going to deal with them. But those that receive the mark, and you want to be one of those that have been marked by God, one of those that the angels of the Lord is looking out for because God has assigned uh, them uh, to look out on your behalf during uh, the times that, and to help you navigate through situations. Now, someone saw them polluted, uh, the Bible, uh, someone, uh, the someone, the Lord, saw that, saw them polluted in their own blood. And others saw them polluted in their own blood. Uh, those others, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the, the Moabites, the Edomites, the Philistines, they saw Israel. They saw the people of God messed up. They saw them polluted in their own blood because uh, they wanted to be like other nations. The Lord, they told this to uh, Samuel uh, early on. We want to be like other nations. We see other nations worshiping statues. We see other nations worshiping uh, ceramic and metal and wood and different things. We see other nations and how they are and how they carry and it looked like fun it looked like fun there's no power but it looked like fun uh there is no life to it but it looked like fun they're having fun doing what they want to do and and but yet the the end result of what they're doing uh is going to bring about destruction upon them uh, and so they told samuel and said we want to be like other nations even though those other nations feared God, those nations feared the Lord and they feared Israel. When you're in line with God, when you line up with God's word, there is an, there is an essence. There is a presence of the Lord that follows with you, that causes fear to come upon your enemy. And so when Israel was found in sin, when they was found outside the will of God, your protection is the will of God. They had no problem working against him. Now, let me clarify something here for you. God is your protection. It doesn't mean that he will not allow 
some pain, some suffering, some things to occur in your life. They will happen. But he is your protection. Now, look, the Lord told Job, told the told the angel that was speaking with him. Uh, the sons of God came together, the stars of them, they came together and Lucifer was there. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? He's a man that hates evil. Uh, he, he despises a wrongdoing. He's made a covenant, even with his eyes, that I'm not going to look at another damsel. I'm a married man. Why am I going to be lusting after other women? Why am I going to be looking at other people's daughters and, and just being nasty? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm for real when it comes down to the word of God. And I'm for real with everything else, too, uh, because there's no reason and there's no time frame to be messing with other stuff. You know, I was listening to something uh, as I was driving in this evening on the news. You know, we're this 11th day of August and someone has sworn to public uh, protection. Uh, there's just being nasty. And I just want to point out there's some nasty folks, demon possessed uh, people that are influenced uh, by demonic spirits. And so this this officer, uh, I won't give his name, but his name is all over the media right now. But just to, to drive the point home, uh, this police officer uh, turned his body cam off. Now, they went on a call where uh, 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 the where they went to check on an individual. They got inside. They found a 34-year-old female that was uh, gone. She had passed uh, for whatever reason. And so um, his partner went back outside, and this man uh, turned his body cam off. Didn't think about what he was doing. Now, you have to think about what you're doing. You don't know. When I was in the police academy, uh, one of the things that they taught us, they said, look, you could be in the desert, you could be in the middle of Blythe, California, and trust me, there is a pair of eyes underneath the rock. Uh, there's somebody looking at you and going to see what you're doing. And so this man turned off his body cam, not realizing in his in his haste and in his uh, in his uh, temptation, his the, the sin that was in his flesh, that there was a two minute buffer. And in that two minute buffer, uh, he had reached out and was fundling the dead body, the, car, the, the cadaver uh, that was now there, that dead body, uh, filling its breast and touching on it. And all of this was recorded uh, within that two minute span. And I, I say that to say that there are spirits that are loose and there are people that are, you don't know what spirit they are, but they're under the influence of the enemy. And so it behooves all of us to be prayerful it behooves all of us to stay in contact with God because demons are real and your enemy has no problem with using whomever. He will use you if you allow him to. And I'm here today to stand and to tell you, don't let the devil use you. Don't let the devil use you. Your enemy fears God and it is a slap unto the Lord to be used by the devil. The devil can't, is not going to tempt God, but he'll use you. He'll look at what you're doing and what you've allowed to enter into your spirit, into your flesh, and to use you to do something that is going to offend God. And by you offending God, it causes you not to be a, an effective witness. It causes you to resent and hold back, uh, to become an introvert, because you'll then start focusing on the wrong that you've done. Instead of your deliverance, you need to be delivered. And so the enemy, the enemy uh, fears awesome God and the God that we serve. He doesn't fear you because you're nobody. I'm a nobody by nature. 
we're all we will all self-destruct because we are sinful in our nature. Psalm 51, one through five says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the, the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. See, we got sin in us. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Uh, the, uh, the psalmist said in one verse, he said, uh, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed, by not, not studying the word while I can quote it to others, but I need to apply it to myself by taking heed to thy word. Uh, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be uh, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest behold I was shapen in, in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me the chastisement and message Ezekiel was burdened with was meant to prepare the people of God for the great. God wants to move us into the greater. However, sin does not deserve to move into God's greatness. Let me say that again. Sin will never, ever move into God's greatness. Neither flesh and blood will ever inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that over in Ephesians. Flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of God. And so that has to be removed out of it. And so his message and the words that he that was being used was to uh, cause God's people to move from where they were into greatness, into God's great uh, expectations. Now, to many, uh, many are in sin and satisfied with it. Many are satisfied with a, a mundane, uh, the practical uh, living that they have or the transitory Element, in other words, the temporary things that they are able to be satisfied with. Uh, people want to satisfy their flesh. God's not against uh, against some of the things that we desire, but we've taken those things and they have and they have taken God's place and by uh, worship, they have taken God's place in praise. They have taken God's place in obedience to His word. Uh, somebody uh, was saying, and I exhorted to them the other day that you're not going to be saved if you're not obedient. The only way you're going to make it is by obedience. And so it takes us obedience. We some the what God intended for us uh, has been uh, watered down in so many ways. What God intended for us, we have not fully received as of this moment. And I'm talking about what he intended for us here on in the here and now. I'm not talking about. Uh, after the rapture, I'm talking about right now what God intended for us. Uh, you don't have to miss out on it. You can be participant and receive those things that God has received. Now, listen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, remind me. Of, listen. We will chase after things. People chase after things. And, uh, you know, and, and chasing after things. But how how about if you instead of chasing after things, you chase after the Lord. And when I say chase after the Lord, I'm talking about being obedient to his word, opening yourself up to hearing what God is saying, um, being tentiful, being um, attentive to what God is speaking 
and listening when you pray and just being dedicated and consecrated unto the Lord, loving your neighbor as you love yourself, you know, wholeheartedly giving you. Don't you know that uh, there may be a need in your life? You know, there was a need in the disciples life and uh, they were asking about taxes. And so uh, when they, they and I'm cutting through the chase here, but they went fishing, they caught a fish. And when they opened the fish's mouth, there was some money there. Don't you know, uh, I'm not talking about gimmicks. I don't believe in gimmicks, man. I'm against all that mess. But I'm talking about the fact that God knows how to send a blessing uh, your way. God knows how to give you the edge by speaking a word into your spirit that gives you the right answer at the right time that becomes fruitful. I'm blessed because God has spoken and given me knowledge that I did not have before I even went to college. Knowledge that I had uh, before I attended uh, formal training uh, that I was using. There was times even after attending uh, college and, uh, and getting some type of formal training that I had to stop and pray and say, Lord, I don't get it. I cannot see what I'm looking for. Went home, went to sleep, had a dream and went right back to work. And there it was, saw it just as clear. And it has been working every since. I've heard other testimonies where people have prayed, walked away from it, came back later and saw what they could not see at first. When we walk away from the mundane and seek God and yield ourselves to listening and become into, we will hear and see things that others don't see and do not experience. Now, the Bible tells us that, uh, that Deacon Philip, and I love emphasizing this, the acts of the Holy Ghost, the, uh, the emphasis is always being placed upon what God is doing. And, and so as he moves his people in the life uh, of the, uh, uh, that the apostles experience, look at the life the apostles experienced. The queen's treasurer believed the word of God and he was baptized. He was ministered to by Deacon Philip and um, and he did not think anything strange when Deacon Philip disappeared. He didn't freak out. Deacon Philip disappeared after baptizing him. After they went down in the water to baptize him, Deacon Philip disappeared. He was immediately, the, the queen's treasure was immediately exposed to the life in which Peter and John preached about in the temple after being released from jail by the angel. Listen, when we follow after what God is, has intended for us, we will not chase after the things. We would look forward to doing God's will. You don't know when you lay down at night, God may have an assignment for you to go to India and minister to someone. God may have an assignment for you to, you, you, you find yourself in Europe. I was in a service and they asked me, they said, uh, where are you from? I was sitting in a row, I was not 
uh, I was just sitting there enjoying the service, listening to the minister preach. Uh, people are going to the altar and I'm there and I'm just praying and, as well. And someone came to me and said, I, I, I never seen you here before. Who are you? And I introduced myself. I told them I'm from Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And even I at that moment <laughs> realized that I was in a foreign place that I've never uh, been before and told them I was just there visiting. And I woke up. When I woke up, I was back at home. These are the things in the ministry in which God has for his people. However, when we're caught up into, I want a relationship with somebody and we're caught up with, I want a car and we're caught up with all of the things that God is not against, but at the same time, the priority that we place them in causes it to be offensive to God. And so, we place those things, and certainly when you get into the will of God, you're going to want somebody that's in the will of God as well. You're going to want whatever you lay your hands upon to abide and be anointed by God. This was not a strange thing for the, for the uh, queen's treasurer to see. He was immediately exposed to the life in which God wanted to bring uh, us into. Israel trouble was affiliated with the action or failure to react to God's word. We're guilty of doing the same, of doing or not doing, making up our own rules instead of abiding by the rules of God. One day I was having a very personal, confidential conversation with my overseer, my pastor that has gone on to be with the Lord. And I dislike the, I told them I dislike the school of hard knocks and how painful hindsight 2020 actually is. But you know, pain is, is a sharp reminder to you and I of what we did or did not do. It is a good deterrent not to do things in the future. And that's what God was dealing with Israel about. The captivity was to, hey, you, there's something you did do or there was something you did not do, Israel. And in this case, you were doing too much. Uh, you was doing a whole lot of extra that you should not have been doing that you were not called to do. It was not part of your assignment. And you wind up in captivity. The Lord wanted Israel to turn from their crooked ways, uh, from their hidden agendas and strange activities. Uh, many uh, uh, today have crooked ways and hidden agenda and strange activities uh, that are going on uh, during this stay at home, during the COVID, uh, and they were doing it before this, uh, you know, but some are, have started doing some new things that should not be doing. And so God allowed their enemy to come up against them, and he did not remove the hand of the enemy until he felt. Uh, there are some enemies that are working against you right now uh, that is not going to be moved until you uh, yield yourself unto the Lord. And so at that time, when your enemy, when your enemy uh, has finished correcting you, God uses the enemy to correct us, to help us change us. No matter what that enemy might be, I can name a list of things, but it's in our ability to change. And so what we've got to do is uh, what you've gotten yourself into, you're going to have to get yourself out of. And I'm going to give you a recipe for that right now. Uh, over in 1 Peter 2, 11 and 20, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you. In, in other words, I'm urgently uh, entreating you as strangers. A, a One who don't know, you're, you're a stranger. 
you're a stranger to these things. And so, uh, and I'm not saying that you don't, that you're a fool, that you don't completely get it, but uh, we're supposed to be strangers to the sin that is, that is around us and some things that are presented to us. Instead of us trying to get involved with it, uh, you know, and learn more about it, we need to reject it. And as pilgrims, a person who is journeying uh, to a sacred place for religious reasons, and so uh, to abstain from fleshly lust which war against our soul. What does fleshly lust do? It war against our soul. And unfortunately, and sadly, uh, some of those wars are being lost because people are not uh, yielding to the spirit of God. The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee uh, while calling upon the name of the Lord. Listen, the soul is a spirit or immaterial part of us uh, that uh, we have not even begun to tap into. And God is God's will that we tap into the spirit while we're here uh, on this earth, while we're traveling, while we're pilgrims on this journey, uh, there is something that God wants us to tap into. God wants to move us into the divine. If you hear what I'm saying, God will move you. Uh, you'll start to move in that direction. And as you listen to the ministry and you, and you follow along and you follow in obedience to God's word, you move into the divine. And as you move into the divine, it's not going, it's going to be an extreme joy uh, and it's going to wow you. And, and you're going to just look forward, uh, you know, something about what God does that make us want to, uh, you know, I, I want it, Lord, do it again, Lord, do it again. And he's, and, you know, on his own good time and in his will, according to his purpose, he does it. And so having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, we don't want people speaking against us because we're outside the will of God, uh, that, uh, that they speak of your good works and that they should behold and glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. Now, I know that's very controversial in the day as people are going to court and, and fighting what they think is right, uh, even for religious purposes. But listen, if you yield, if, if we yield unto God and do God's will, it will bring about the fruit that we really desire. And, and the Bible proclaims that in, uh, I believe it's Chronicles 7 and 14. And unto governors and them that are sent by him, uh, to, to punish evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Uh, for so this is the will of God that with doing, uh, with well doing that ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love thy brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. So that means that we should be praying for, for the White House and everybody on down and across the world. Uh, so even dealing with, uh, as the word of God has said, you know, masters, uh, deal with your masters of fear, not only the good and gentle, but also the forward. You understand what I'm saying. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief and suffering wrongfully. And this is where I'm trying to go. For what glory is it if when you're buffed about for your own fault, uh, you should take it patiently. So Israel was being buffed about by the Ammonites, the, uh, the, the, the uh, Edomites, the Philistines, and them because they were being buffed about for their own fault and they needed to take it patiently. But if we do well, if we do well and then we suffer for doing well and we take it patiently, even when we're doing what's right, even when we're doing work, we put a zipper on it, shut our mouths, uh, and pray and seek God, 
it's acceptable unto him. And God will tell you when to open your mouth up and when to speak and what to say when you're suffering for unrighteousness. Israel forgot that they were strangers and pilgrims just passing through. And they follow after their flesh and begin to act like they enemy. Listen, with that being said, uh, again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I look forward to seeing many faces. Uh, my heart is happy and excited about what the Lord is doing. And, you know, uh, we're moving from the mundane. We're moving from the uh, permissiveness, uh, but into the divine, according to the will of God. And it's and some things are going to overtake you. Um, the blessing of God when you walk obedience is just going to overtake you. I was driving in tonight just thinking about how the blessings of God has been in my life. I'm a recipient of so many blessings that God has because of obedience, because of obedience to his word and doing his will and following and, and being instructed and doing what needs to be done in ministry and just you know pouring out you know you'll hear me say this over and over again because this is what i'm doing i'm emptying myself out of what god has placed in me i'm pouring myself out so that the people of god can be blessed so that anyone that is even physically comes in contact with me that they are you can be blessed even when you are in the presence of god's uh, people uh, you should be blessed no matter who you are if it's a child that believes the word of God, you can be blessed. And God has no respect to person who he uses. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord God, for your word this afternoon, of exhortation. Lord God, they clapped, they laughed at Israel, Lord Jesus, but you came and said you would take vengeance upon them that was clapping, those that was laughing, those that despised Israel, those that uh, was uh, taking vengeance and revenge. They saw an opportunity uh, to come against those that they disliked because they were your children. And we just thank you right now because you see us right where we are. Lord, I pray for obedience of your people, Lord God, and uh, those that are obedient. I pray that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Help them, Lord God, to and be endure hardness as a good soldier, Lord Jesus, and uh, as we, uh, as being taught, Lord God, from this podium as being taught through the airways, through Lord God as being taught across the internet, Lord Jesus, uh, through by your servant is to uh, to listen and obey your will so that we move from the permissive will into the divine so that they can experience that here. And now uh, it'd be no strange things to them when you call them by their name. Lord God, I thank you right now. And I ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Just want to encourage you to go to a truth of power near you. If you're not in the Southern California area, if you are not uh, near uh, the uh, Cornerstone, you know, in the Pomona, California area, you know, go to a church of truth or power near you and seek the Lord and just call upon him and, and follow. Be obedient to the word of God. Amen. See you on uh, Thursday at nine o'clock when we talk about uh, Acts of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together.